Hello, and welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. I'm Emily Thompson. And I'm Kathleen Shannon. In this episode of Being Boss, it's just Kathleen and me talking about how we're battling self-limiting beliefs and what are some of our goals for the upcoming year. As always, you can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. As a creative entrepreneur running your own business or thinking about starting one, do me a quick favor. As I mentioned the words admin and paperwork, take note of all of those unsavory thoughts and feelings that bubble up to the surface. Because at worst, the prospect of dealing with endless paperwork can kill your motivation altogether. And at best, it's just a time-sucking pain in the butt. So our friends at FreshBooks know this, and they can help you in a big way. FreshBooks makes ridiculously easy cloud accounting software that's perfect for creatives who need to spend more time creating and less of their time buried in paperwork. You can create invoices in seconds. With two clicks, you can set yourself up to receive payments online. If your clients forget to pay you FreshBooks, well, they're going to handle the awkwardness with customizable late payment reminders. And FreshBooks can even show you whether or not a client has looked at the invoice you've emailed. So truthfully, this is only a tiny fraction of what FreshBooks can do to really change how you feel about dealing with your paperwork. To claim your unrestricted 30-day free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash beingboss and enter being boss in the how did you hear about us section. All right, Emily, it's just us today. Literally, we were like, what do we want to talk about? We've probably not done as candid of a podcast as this in a while. No, definitely not. We've been pretty straight up agendas lately. Um, So I was excited. So we actually did have an agenda to record for this podcast. And I showed up and I was like, "Mm, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) We're like, well, then what are we going to talk about? So it was really fun to just dive into exactly what we want to be talking about right now. And especially considering when this episode is going live. Um, I think we're going to talk a lot about what we want out of 2019, especially here at Being Boss. But there was something else that we want to talk about beforehand. And it's a bad slash good habit that I've picked up. Let's hear it. And it's dinging people and their self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. So anytime we're in a meeting and I say something slightly negative or even not not even seemingly negative, Emily will ding me with this like pretend gold bell that she like she goes through the motion like a pantomime (laughs) of dinging me with this gold bell shouting out a self-limiting belief. But you all have also been practicing this at your house as well, right? Yes, at our house and our team meetings. And I don't know where this this idea came to me. But I was recently talking with someone who called me out. Actually, I think it was Bridget. It was Bridget from Biddy Tarot. We're in a mastermind together and I had said something. She called me out on a self-limiting belief and I was like, damn, you're right. And I got to thinking about it. I was having a meeting with the team and someone said something and I remember calling them out because it was a self-limiting belief. And I was like, this obviously goes down quite often. Like people just saying things and I guess I've become just super aware of it. And I got this idea that what I really want to do is send everyone in my life one of those like hotel counter bells, like those little brass bells. And so that whenever someone says something that is a self-limiting belief, 
we ding the bell. So I never got any bells for anyone. I've just resorted to like acting it out and dinging people with my mouth. (laughs) But it's working. I love it. There was a while back whenever I was in the school of metaphysics, they had us read this book called It's called something like Don't Complain for 30 Days. I don't think that was the title. Maybe it's like Complaint-Free World or something along those lines. And the idea is that you wear a rubber Mm. band or something on your wrist. And anytime you have a negative thought or a complaint, or maybe it's even whenever you say, just whenever you say it out loud, you move it from one wrist to another. But I think it applies to thoughts as well and really starting to become accountable to what it is that you're thinking and how that starts to manifest. Right. And not even accountable. I think, I mean, that's like step two. I think step one is self-awareness. It's being aware that you're even having those thoughts or saying those things. Yeah. And so then that takes you back to mindset and how do you become aware of your thoughts? So there are some practices that we practice all the time for this, but I think that we could probably go a little bit deeper if we find ourselves ringing this bell all the time. (laughs) Uh, So meditation obviously is one that will help you become a little bit more aware of your thoughts. So I think meditating, because I've I've been doing that pretty regularly um, over especially the past couple weeks. And we did an episode, I guess, at the beginning of 2018, where we talked about how we had both like tried to dive into our meditation practice. And as I always am with meditating, it comes and goes. But I've been pretty, you know, I guess, religious about it, if you or constant with it, I suppose, over the past couple of weeks, especially. And I think that this has been born out of that really hardcore mindful practice or mindfulness practice. If I'm doing lots of meditating and it's made me more aware and um, so I've decided to make other people aware as well. <laughs> uh, that basically sums you up. Right, doesn't it? Isn't that it is really, so that you. Is, I also <laughs> think that journaling is a really great way to become aware of your thoughts. And in our rituals and routines episode that we did, I talked about a five-minute journaling practice that I've been doing. And you start off by listing off everything that you're grateful for. And if you're in a shit mood place, it's hard to come up with that list. And you'll start realizing, oh, I need to be thinking more grateful, better, happier thoughts. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yes, this has been a little practice that I've picked up. And so far, no one's pissed at me, which is nice. I think everyone, everyone's, I think has been a little grateful that, you know, they're being called out on the things that they're saying or believing that are not true, basically, or just like based on preconceived notions. And especially because it happens most around work, people can really see how it is that that belief is actually not good for the work that we do. It's not good for business. It's literally not good for business for you to think things that basically are not true. So I was just thinking, what is a good example of a time that this has come up recently? What have I dinged you, Kathleen? You have dinged me. But I wanted to say what I love about the dinging process, especially as business partners or even if you're practicing this with your life partner or your spouse or your significant other, what I love about it is that it's almost like this special little code that brings a little bit of levity to the negativity. Because I know for us, if one of us is being particularly negative, it can kind of rub off on each other and or 
become something that you become really resentful for. Like, well, man, I wish that Emily hadn't been so negative about that thing, whereas I could have just dinged you. And it's <laughs> it really does, um, it calls attention to the negativity in a really positive Mm -hmm. I know light in a light way it's not like hey stop being a grump you know because that's really confronting and aggressive right and then it will put you on the defense whereas a ding is like oh yeah you're right (laughs) right and what's so funny is I think because we're acting out the ding (laughs) it's even funnier like if there were an actual physical bell here that I were dinging I would imagine everyone would legit get pissed at me like or at least it would be a lot easier perhaps for them to get there but because it is you know a funny verbal thing that we're doing I need to double check with the team make sure no one's mad at me (laughs) really thinking about this um and I know David finds it helpful he appreciates the uh I guess the self-improvement aspect of it of this idea of very literally, you cannot build something big and great if you are hiding behind all of your self-limiting beliefs. And I know we're all here to build something big and great. And whether that's our lives or being boss or, you know, sometimes it's just a good dinner, <laughs> then like cutting those self-limiting beliefs off is how you're going to accomplish those things. So I agree. It has brought a good bit of levity to what could potentially be some very like heavy conversations where, um, you know, I don't want to cater to bad moods by any means, but I also want to give people the space to feel their feelings. And I think if I were to address a negative feeling with like, oh, I wish you wouldn't say that or you shouldn't say that, that's like me judging it. But if I'm just dinging it because I hear it, that's not judgment or confrontational at all. It just brings awareness. Yeah. And I think that the ding can happen and then you start to dig into where is that self-limiting belief coming from? And if it is true or if it feels true, because it's probably not true, but if it feels true, then what needs to happen in order to overcome it? Who would you be without that thought? Kind of some of that Byron Katie work of really flipping the script on that self-limiting belief. And you can start to work into it once you're aware of it. But we're going to be talking about what we want out of this next year. And I'm sure that as excited as we are about 2019, there's also some anxiety or worry that can come into building and sustaining a business and a life on your own terms. And I'm sure that there will be some examples of some self-limiting beliefs that show up in our conversation. So maybe we can show our listeners how this works in real time. (laughs) Maybe so. So if you guys hear one of us danging the other one over the next, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes, you know what's going on. We're dinging some self-limiting beliefs. So let's do it. All right, let's talk about 2019. Before we get into professional goals and what we want out of being boss and our in our individual businesses, let's talk a little bit about personal goals. Is there anything that you're wanting to do more of in 2019 in your family, in your home, in your hobbies? That's a good question. I think the first one that comes to mind for me is I want to travel more with my family. I travel a lot. You and I are on the road or in the air a lot together. Um, but I don't get to travel with my family as much as I would like to. I would like to do some non-work related family travel a couple of times this year. Um, I think some things are in the works for sure, but that's something that I really want to 
um, cultivate more of or manifest more of even. I want to travel more with my family for sure. What about you? I'm having a hard time setting any goals. Oh, girl. <laughs> this is, I this don't is, know. This is me and Kathleen. This is me going, I want this, 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 and this. And <laughs> Kathleen going, I don't care. <laughs> you know what? So I recently, one of my challenges to myself, something I did a long time ago was write a bucket list of 100 things. I was invited out to this retreat that Maggie Mason was holding, where it was all about setting goals. And at the time, I remember being... I remember thinking, like, why is there a whole retreat around this? It's the easiest thing in the world to write down a hundred things I want. Not a problem. I started writing down a hundred things that I want probably around four months ago. And I got to around 50. And I don't know. Here's the deal. I don't know if I'm content or if I'm just kind of giving up. You know what I mean? Like, yes. am, am I just getting old and tired or am I truly content and not wanting for much? Because I think that that's um, noble and honorable and kind of a virtue to be content where I am. And I do feel like I've cultivated a lot of that through that everyday gratitude practice, realizing that I have everything I could ever want right now. That's beautiful and that's amazing. But I also miss that part of myself that wanted to travel the world and jump out of planes and go scuba diving and chase adventure, right? So I'm struggling with that. And as I'm speaking with people or kind of digging into this, I have to give myself a little bit of grace because I did make a cross-country move this year. I do have a little kiddo in the years that everyone says it's the hardest to have kiddos. So I'm also starting to learn that it never gets easier, which... Fact. <laughs> no, oh. that's fact. <laughs> that is, see, I just never myself gets easier. And you just said fact. <laughs> that's a big ding. <laughs> no, okay. So I have a I have a really interesting story to tell you that I haven't told you yet. I've been saving it for the right moment, and I'm going to shout out to Autumn here because Autumn told me the story, and I told her I was like, "That shit's going on the podcast one day because it was so good." Autumn, this is the moment that I'm sharing it. It's fantastic. So Autumn was on um, on a trip with some friends, and she was talking to one of her friends who um, is not a business owner, and they were talking about vacations, and the friend mentions um, how whenever she goes on vacation, she just wants to go on adventures and, like, seek risk and do all these, like, big, amazing things because in her day job, she's so comfortable. And Autumn goes, not me. Whenever she goes on vacation, she wants to rest by the pool and not do anything because her daily life is an adventure. Like as an entrepreneur, she's consistently met with discomfort and the new and unexpected. And so whenever it comes time for her to want things or to go out of her way to do something different, different for her is chill. And that was something that I relate to so much where, you know, whatever I want to travel with my family, there are definitely some adventure adventure things that I want to do with them. Lily is old enough to do some of those things that have been, you know, in the back of my mind for a really long time. But I also just want to find a pool to sit next to and drink cocktails and read books. Like I don't need to seek adventure because my daily work 
is an adventure. And so I think that it's possible. I love how not nicely this is tying in. I think it's possible you could be feeling that too, where you are putting yourself out there and you are doing uncomfortable things and, you know, experiencing so much in your work that maybe it is okay for you to just be content with your life. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. And I remember whenever I got pregnant, everyone said, this is going to be your biggest adventure yet. And I, I don't know about that. Platitudes. I know. (laughs) I mean, I'm so grateful for my kiddo and I love him more than anything in the whole world. I mean, I just adore him and the, the levels of, I don't know, depth and emotion. I mean, I feel like I've leveled up in ways that I could have never imagined in my family and in my own identity and in my relationship. So I'm so grateful for him. But I don't know, hiking through the Himalayas was pretty cool. Like, that (laughs) felt like more of an adventure than wiping a butt. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, I think it just depends on your definition of the word adventure for sure okay and then I see these Instagram accounts of people with little kids who are traveling and they're doing it and this is where I'm feeling a little cynical maybe this is where the ding comes in maybe I'll ding you wait show us what's outside of that frame you know show us what's not making the highlight real because it's got to be exhausting Mm -hmm. to travel with your kid in an RV across the country I know for a fact that that shit is exhausting. It is right. the most exhausting thing I've ever done. Um, right. I think that's just being a realist. And I think that's, you know, you taking the, the jade color blinders off, basically, where you don't look at people's Instagram feed and just see it for what it is, but you can almost like piece together what's just outside the frame. I think oh my so that's gosh. just understanding real life. So this last summer, I found a vintage Volkswagen bus. It was really nice. It looked good. It was super expensive. Like it costs more than my Mini Cooper, my brand new Mini Cooper to buy this vintage Volkswagen bus. But I thought I've got a little bit of money. Why not live life and buy this bus? And I had this fantasy of like exploring Michigan in our Volkswagen bus. And then I started following that fantasy through and I started imagining us on the side of the road with a flat tire or spending $1,000 a month on retainer, just fixing oil leaks and all the things that go wrong with a Volkswagen bus. And my first car was a Volkswagen Bug, a 73 Bug. I drove it for seven years and I love that car, but I know like, I know the reality of it. And there's no air conditioning. It shakes whenever you go past 60 miles per hour. There are things about it where I'm like, no, thank you. And it was so funny because I was telling you, but okay, here's the great thing about this bus fantasy is that it actually got me into a place where I was daydreaming and fantasizing and kind of like wanted something again. So that was really cool to feel like, ah. Oh. And I remember thinking, okay, this bus is not for me, but I need to remember what it felt like to want it. So I've still got it in me and that's awesome. But also I think that realist part of it. And I think that my value, one of my values is security. I have a value of security. And so tying back into your story With Autumn saying that whenever she's going on vacation, because the life of a creative entrepreneur is so uncertain that she just wants to chill, I think that um, my value of security is really showing up with a cross-country move and with becoming a mom and with 
you know, owning a couple of businesses and going through major growth phases with both of them, it has me really tying on, tying into that security aspect of what I value. I also value adventure and just looking at the season of things. There are seasons for everything and accepting that I'm in a season where I need to really look at security and what that means for me and honor and nurture that honor and nurture I feel like those are such yoga words you sound like such an old woman right I now. did not mean to say that <laughs> I apologize listeners um anyway no don't apologize don't oh apologize. but that Volkswagen bus fantasy I have to tell you so I was telling my sister about it and apparently there's a Portlandia sketch in this last season where they literally write out that entire fantasy of like this is what amazing van life is going to be like and then it ends with them as like burning you know like a fire in a trash can in an alley and having to like poop behind the van (laughs) I was like that is I'm such a Portland hipster that I went through that whole train of thought right that's so funny I mean actually I think one, I do, I called you an old woman a minute ago, because as you were saying all that, I wonder how much your age plays into the shift in in mindset a bit. Um, and I think particularly around, like, and I feel this as well, this idea of because we go through all of those stories, because we have the experience and the knowledge and all of those things, we lose the maybe even desire to... Uh, like throw caution to the wind like I said to do dumb stuff like we just don't have tolerance for doing dumb shit we know better so we're doing better but like what would it feel like what would it look like or in what situation and maybe even a challenge to throw caution to the wind with something (laughs) I love how you just breathed real hard into your microphone Have I ever told you that uh, my favorite song is Forever Young? The song Forever Young. I want to be forever. Maybe Corey can splice it in here. (laughs) Maybe so. If not, I think think that'll do. Um, Beyonce sang it at the end of On the Run. So I did get to see On the Run, Beyonce and Jay-Z this year, and she sang it at the end. It was so unexpected. I started bawling. And I think that that song really hit hard in that moment because... I'm not forever young, and I am becoming more cautious. Oh, ding! I'm dinging you're not forever young. Dinging that one. Because age is just a number, and you can feel as young as you want. However, let's not feel like we're 17. Let's let's feel like we're like 32, 33, 35-ish. Like, let's just stay in let's that Let's just stay realm. here forever. But this is our forever young. <laughs> this is it. I don't think I want to stay much younger than this because I do enjoy responsibility and revenue <laughs> and the level of security. Agreed, because that's one of my one of my values too. I think, um, but I don't. I don't want to become curmudgeonly. Is that the right? Okay, so word? where could I throw caution to the wind to also avoid becoming curmudgeonly? I think here's some examples. Is mm-hmm. Last year or this last year on our book tour, just doing really spontaneous things within structure. So just even going to the top of the Empire State Building without a plan. Like that was really fun. And I think that's where I get my kicks these days. Good. That's adorable. I love that. We can do more of that. We can do more of that. 
All right. So then let's dig into that, like what we went professionally, because I loved our book tour. That was so much fun. And I feel like in 2019, I want to continue to do more offline connecting with our people. And so whether that looks like speaking at conferences or attending conferences, that's when I would like to attend a fun conference as a guest and not as a speaker. Though I love speaking. I want to speak and facilitate and do all the things, workshops, retreats, conferences. But I just want to connect more with people in real life so that I can continue to nurture those relationships and that community online as well. Or not so that. I didn't even mean to qualify that. No, I think there is some so that. Because think about how much more meaningful those social media interactions are with people who have been to the Being Boss vacation, for example. Yes, they're like friends for life. Right? Like so many of those people, like those are the people that I'm interacting with very meaningfully online. It's because I got to hang out with them offline. So I I will keep that so that. I like it. Um, I agree. I keep envisioning us doing a like five or six city tour in 2019 of like, super simple, show up, do a workshop, have a cocktail hour, done. Or we can go and interact with the people in the way that we like to, which is in, you know, relatively small groups in really intimate settings and wrap it up with a cocktail. Um, I love that you said super simple. This actually makes me think in 2019, I would like to simplify everything. I feel like we've gotten really good at complicating everything. You know what I mean? Like with systems and processes, even though those are designed to make our lives easier, um, I would like things to feel a little bit more simple. And I will say it's harder to scale whenever you're simple, but maybe even pulling back in some ways in 2019 and going back to my basics of like, I don't know, the CEO day kit is an example of like going back to basics of putting pen to paper and looking at my marketing and revenue model with a pencil in my hand on a piece of paper that's charted out into 12 months. You know, like stuff like that. Like I wanted to just get back to the, not the basics, but the foundation of how I like to live and work. I completely agree with that. I and mean, this is something we've talked about several times and something that I see even whenever I'm coaching people or, you know, in the mastermind that I'm doing where once you're so long in the business, you just start complicating things. (laughs) Like it just happens. You start adding too many touch points and too many emails and too many times that you're sharing it on social media and just all of these things where I do think it is a natural cycle in business or it needs to be a natural cycle in business where you occasionally come back and just simplify the hell out of everything. See what's working, what's kind of working, what's not working and clean up and double down as needed. And I think that we're definitely in that phase with being boss, but at the same time building out something. So I even like this idea of building out and sort of expanding and contracting in different places at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, but I want to say that I don't want to I don't want to confuse simplifying with contracting like this is where I'm Mm. trying to be careful with my language because I don't see those two things as the same thing and so a real example of this is um in September we went to Toronto and I was like let's have just a quick meetup and that was something that at first thought overwhelmed me because I was thinking about all the systems and processes. And then I thought this, how can I make it easier to meet up with our community in Toronto without it becoming a thing? And I was like, literally all it will take is one, finding a bar, two, sending out an email, and three, 
making a Instagram post. Like it does not have to be more complicated than that. And then just showing up. And so that's an example of simplifying, but then expanding because now we're doing a thing that is a little bit more expansive and connecting. Whereas otherwise we would be sitting in our hotel and watching Naked and Afraid, which is also awesome. (laughs) That is so true. That's exactly what we would have been doing instead um right I agree and I love that we were able to do that in such a simple in such a simple way so I agree contracting and simplifying are not the same things so one of the things that we've talked about and Kathleen just sort of hit on that is what we want to be spending our time doing what we don't want to be spending our time doing and we have podcasts and we have released a podcast on this feed every single week for at the time of launching this episode Four years. Four twice years. Twice a week. Twice a week because we had mini-sodes. Right? Twice a week. I think there was about a year that we didn't do mini-sodes. But for three of those four, twice a week, which, guys, is a lot. It's just a lot. I mean, I thought that I would never run out of things to say. <laughs> but I kind of have run out of things to say. I agree. That's not entirely true. Like, I still love going on other people's podcasts. I still love asking people questions and really digging into their businesses. So one idea that I've had personally slash professionally is even going on to other people's podcasts and not as a guest, but almost as a co-host for a single episode where then I'm interviewing them. Because so many time podcast hosts end up not really... um, talking about themselves especially as they're a year or two into it like they forget that not everyone knows who they are so I love the idea of going into a podcast and saying okay who are you what do you do like what gets you ticking the same way we interview people here but just on their platform I think that could be so much fun I have no idea how this fits into any sort of business model I just again want to have creative conversations right and I think Looping back to what we were just talking about, it's not in this space. Another thing that we find a lot of times when we look at the Being Boss podcast feed is there is so much content here, guys. And we know that there are probably very few of you who are actually listening to this podcast the week that is launched. Or that's that's a lie. We know that there are actually a lot of you who are listening to this podcast the week that it is launched. But a lot of people have not caught up. And are even overwhelmed by the amount of content that we have in this space. So we're going to rein it in a little bit in that we will only be posting probably once a month or so on this feed, at least through the first couple of months of 2019, because we want to spend more time nurturing and engaging with you than we want to be spending just talking at you, which is basically all we're doing right now. (laughs) No, it's not. And I do, I'm so grateful for the podcast. And so even slowing down was a hard decision because it's really worked for us. Mm -hmm. It's something in like, we always have our exercise of what's working, what's kind of working, what's not working. And you can find that at our show notes. We'll link to it in this episode. But um, I feel like the podcast is always in the what's working column. And so then to feel like that's the thing that we slowed down on felt kind of silly, but then realizing we have our reasons and slowing down is just going to make it even better. And then really kind of reformatting from a content standpoint and an agenda standpoint, really using the podcast as a place to even further engage with our community and letting them ask us real questions in real time. That's really exciting to me. 
I agree. And I also want to point out here that you just mentioned us slowing down. Because just because we're posting less here does not mean we're actually slowing down very That's much. True. Right? So it's just putting the energy in a different place. And again, we have put so much time and energy into this podcast feed. I'm excited to see what we can do and what we can create if we redirect that energy into a place where we are more directly interacting with all of you guys. So I'm excited to see what we can do when we take all of the energy that we've been pouring into just this one type of content into something else, because it's probably going to be pretty good. All right. Any other goals that you want to share before we wrap this one up? I think I'm ready to work out of the house, Mm. which for me is a big one. I totally thought you were about to say, I think I'm ready to work out. I was like, yes, we can be gym rats together. (laughs) That will be the day. That will be the day. Okay, work out of the house. This is one thing that we've gone back and forth on a few times over our friendship as business besties. You've worked from home. You've had an office. You've had a studio space that you built out like on a legit street. Um, (laughs) Yep. I guess what I'm trying to say is like strangers could wander in. Right. A storefront studio. Storefront studio. (laughs) That's the words I'm looking for. It's on a legit street. (laughs) It wasn't on those back alley offices. Not that one. You didn't have a weird back alley office. (laughs) So I once had an office out of an apartment and like that was not legit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, Right. I think I'm, I'm in that like cycle of... Or I'm back at that part of the cycle where I think I'm ready to get an out-of-the-house office. And it makes me think a lot about what I could do with that space. And whether it's just a simple office or maybe it's like a workshop space where we can do being boss things. Um, I definitely think it's going to be the kind of place where I need to get the candles out of my house. (laughs) Because I smell all four seasons all the time at the same time basically. And it's hard sometimes. Um, So I think that's probably one of my other really big big wants for 2019 is I want to I want to have an out of house office and maybe even a legit storefront for Almanac Mm. what about you any last minute wants well we are actually expanding our braid office we are doubling in size and so that's really going to be going uh, really happening um at the beginning of the year. So I'm really excited about that. And we're continuing to grow our team over there, which is really exciting. So yeah, big growth. The, I, I wish I could enjoy that office space. It's filled with beautiful textiles and wicker furniture and cactus. I, it's such a cool space, but it's a two-hour flight to get there. <laughs> you just create like a satellite office? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it's funny because we actually designed our office to feel like our homes. And so the way that my office space is designed feels like the office space at Braid. Um, But, you know, maybe that's one of my goals is to get home more, to work from the Braid space and to make sure that I'm showing up for my team there and for our clients. Um, I was just there this last weekend and it was so cool just to be able to work out of the space with everybody so maybe even making more time to do that and it's super easy because I have such a support system there that I can bring Fox with me and it's really no big deal I love it 
I love it. Plan out some weekends, Kathleen. Put it on your calendar. That's a great idea is to put it on my calendar. Maybe that's something I'll do is start to, I don't want to like squash any spontaneity, but things happen whenever you put them on your calendar. Right? That's the grown up in you right there. (laughs) That's you adulting. You know what it is? Um, Like, I think that I used to just think that fun things happened and I was like, oh, everybody was doing that for me. That's like growing up. It's realizing that someone was it's doing realizing that, that all the fun things were planned. Yeah, they by planned somebody. on fun. Yeah, yeah. That's funny, man. Maybe I'm just waiting for Lily to realize that. That makes a lot of sense. I'll include her in the planning process from now on. No, don't. This is her childhood. Don't let her. <laughs> just wait for her to have children of her own. Then she could be rudely awakened. I don't know if our truth. listeners know that me and your daughter are basically soulmates. We're kind we of the same the person. We are the same person. From the way they stomp around the house to the way they reply to my questions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it from Kathleen so much as I mind it from my 10-year-old daughter. Anyway, it's funny. All but. right. This is a good chat. I agree. Well, I'm ready for 2019. Let's make all of it happen. And you guys, too. Any listeners? Think about what you want out of 2019. It is that time of year. Um, We will be taking a break off for the upcoming Christmas Tuesday. So you will not have an episode then. Though we will be back a little less frequently in 2019. We look forward to seeing you then. Hey, bosses. I want to tell you about the CEO Day Kit. The CEO Day Kit is 12 months of focused planning for your business in just one day. So Emily and I have packaged up the exact tools that we've been consistently using for years that have helped us grow from baby bosses to the CEOs of our own businesses. Gain clarity, find focus, get momentum, prioritize your time, make better decisions, and become more self-reliant with the CEO Day Kit. Go to courses.beingboss.club to learn more and see if it's a fit for you and your business. Thank you for listening to Being Boss. If you're looking for more help in being boss of your work and life, come check out our website where you can find episode show notes, browse our archives, and access free resources like worksheets, trainings, quizzes, and more. It's all at www.beingboss.club. Do the work. Be boss. Be boss.